Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in marketing and how to use their podcast to generate leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited that you're here. Hey, Savvies, welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm chatting with Eden Freed. Eden is the digital product lady. After bailing on her plan to attend law school back in 2016, despite paying her seat deposit, securing an apartment, dropping thousands on textbooks, Eden decided to try her hand at entrepreneurship instead. Since then, Eden mastered the art of making a full-time income with digital products, things like eBooks, courses, workshops, etc. Eden is a rebel. She believes that you shouldn't need to work for someone else in order to pay the bills. So she's dedicated her life to inspiring and teaching other rebel women how to turn their passion into a digital product they can sell and make an income from online. She's the host of the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast and the founder of Rebel Boss University, a membership community where she teaches rebels how to create and launch a digital product within 90 days. When Eden's not at work, she can be found at the gym throwing around some moderately heavy weights emphasis on the word moderately, or rewatching an episode of Friends or How I Met Your Mother for the millionth time. So I'm super excited to have Eden here today to chat all about the ins and outs of what's working with her podcast. So let's just dive right in. Hi, hi Eden. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about podcasting with you. So before we dive into the episode, tell us a little about yourself and your business and just how you got started, plus just a little bit about your podcast as well. Absolutely. Well, first of all, Jenny, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm thrilled as always to be chatting with you and particularly about this topic. I think it'll be a really good conversation. Uh, So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Eden Freed. I am the host of the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast. My business is basically structured all around teaching creative women how to turn their passion into a digital product that they can sell online. And I created my podcast so that I could um, just kind of reach my audience in a little bit of a different medium uh, so that they could really learn and digest the information in a little bit of a different way. Before I was podcasting, I was pretty much exclusively blogging And honestly, I'm going to just be very transparent and say, I got a little bit burnt out from the blogging world and I just really needed a different medium for myself to convey information and to educate. So creating my podcast was a little bit selfish in that I just needed something new and refreshing to keep me engaged and also to reach my audience in a way that would be really useful for them. Um, besides that, I got started in business back in 2016. It wasn't the original plan for my life. Originally, I was supposed to be a teacher and then I was supposed to be a lawyer. I kind of ditched all that stuff when I realized I would so much rather be an entrepreneur working for myself. Right. So I tried to just, you know, figure out how to make money online and, um, you know, fast forward to now that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like that's a lot of people's like kind of experience with starting a podcast, like mm, kind of got burnt out from blogging, wanted to try a different medium, and then they ended up falling in love with podcasting. And that's basically my story as well. So I, I totally resonate with that. And I'm sure a lot of people listening do too, because, you know, podcasting is so much different. And I think it's more rewarding because I felt with blogging, you had to like cater to search engines and, you know, you couldn't be like casual versus with 
you know, podcasting, you don't have to speak in a certain way to be able to, to reach people. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Um, that's why I love podcasting so much because it's more casual. It's more like kind of BFF style, like I like to say. So I think that's kind of like the great thing about podcasting for sure. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And I would also say a big benefit to podcasting and another selfish reason why I wanted to start one was because I really, really believe in networking with other people. And in the business world, you know, people are busy. Like they're, they have so much stuff to do. Their to-do lists are just never ending and reaching people like other people who are in complementary niches to your own isn't always really easy to do unless you can offer something in return. So inviting someone to be a guest on your podcast is a really great way for you to make a relationship with someone while also giving them something in return. And I found that that's really been the case for me. So um, if you if you guys listening are trying to figure out ways that you can make friends with other people online and still, you know, give them value, a podcast is definitely a great way to do that. Yeah, I completely agree. I 100% agree. I think it's really great. And it's just one of those things that's like, I wish I would have started so much sooner, but I didn't know about like what it would bring. And I didn't know that I would like it so much. Yeah, I feel like that's true with most things, right? Like we always say we wish we could have, we wish we could have done it earlier. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So when did you start your podcast? Like what, like, was it 2018 or sooner or when was that? Yeah. So I was just trying to remember exactly when I officially launched. I have this thing. I'm not, there are some people who are really organized with their quote unquote launches of things. And there's like a date in mind. They're ready to hit the publish button. I'm not usually like that for me. Usually things are already published and then I just start sharing them. Um, I think it was about a year ago. So we're in, um, at the time we're recording this right now, it's mid August. So um, it was either mid-August or early September that I published my first ever podcast. So not too long ago. Um, and when I started it, I really didn't know what it was going to be. And I didn't know, um, I didn't make myself any promises, nor did I make my audience any promises. A lot of times when people launch a podcast, they'll say, I'm going to publish twice a week, every week or I'm going to publish once a week, every week at, on Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. I definitely did not do that to myself. Um, I just basically said, I'm gonna do my very best to create content without making this a stressful thing for me. I want it to be easy and fluid, and I want it to be high value content for my audience. So if that means I publish once a week, great. If that means I miss a week, that's okay. No rules, just you know when it feels right. Yeah, I think, I think that's great. And I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, being consistent is great, but if you don't feel like you can put out a really good episode, um, you know, once a week or whatever that may be, then don't do it. Um, when it comes to your podcast, do you typically do like a solo or an interview style or kind of a mix of the two? Um, you kind of already answered how often you put out the new episodes, but what is the format like for you? So my format varies. Basically, the majority of the episodes are interview style. Mm -hmm. And um, once in a while, I will have a solo episode if it makes sense. Uh, for example, I host a virtual summit and I wanted to, to do like a recap of the virtual summit and what the results were. Okay. Obviously, I'm not going to do an interview for that because it was just me. So I did a solo podcast. Um, so the majority are interview. 
And I do have one pod, usually it's one podcast per month that um, a very specific type of podcast that interviews somebody with a success story. Um, I wanted to make sure as all my content is very educational, but I also wanted to make sure that I was inspiring with content too. So I really love to showcase women who are doing amazing things. So usually I, it's part of my Real Rebel series. Um, I'll have a woman come on and share their story of how they created and launched a digital product and how they've um, earned an income from that. I think that's awesome. And it's nice to always have a mix, like kind of having mostly interview, maybe some solo here and there. And then those like kind of not, I guess it's not a case study, but it's kind of like a case study um, mm -hmm. to kind of showcase that and highlight that since that's what you focus on. Um, that's really good. And I think that kind of keeps things interesting for your listeners. Yeah. And you know what the thing with podcasts is that not everyone is going to listen from start to finish to everything. And podcasts are not necessarily even published in a way that you're supposed to listen to everything start to finish. So um, I think that my listeners really pick and choose what they want to hear and more importantly, what they need to hear. So those kind of like inspiring case studies, like you said, might be good for some people, but sometimes they might just not need the inspiration that day or it might not relate to them. So they'll skip it and choose what they need. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like it's all case studies and things like that. So people aren't feeling like, Ooh, you know, I'm not going to listen to her episodes until she has like something that's really relevant to me because you have a mix of like case studies slash um, interviews and things like that. So that's very helpful and allows people to kind of pick and choose what they want to listen to. For sure. Awesome. So when it comes to your podcast, what do you feel like is working best right now? Like, um, is it your recording schedule or, you know, how you're marketing it or what, what do you feel like one or two things that are working really well for you right now? I love this question. I honestly think that what's working best in my podcast right now is actually the back end system. Okay. I actually spent quite a bit of time working with my virtual assistant to create a seamless podcasting editing process and publication process. And I honestly identified all of my weaknesses and made a process to offload those to her, to my VA. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm using Asana for all of that um, in combination with like with Loom video so that I could train on certain things that needed some video so that she was able to just kind of like pick it all up and run with it. Right. It works so fluidly. Um, it's, it feels like I'm tooting my own horn here, but I'm a big systems person and I really believe that systems make your business run in, run really efficiently, especially for something as complicated as a podcast. So I love, I love that workflow. I can publish a podcast I, or I can record a podcast and edit it myself and then I upload it and I assign the task in Asana, which triggers my VA to know that it's her turn to kind of pick everything else up and the process just runs automatically from there. Yeah, I think having a workflow with a podcast is super crucial. I mean, I know I had one with my blog, but I feel like with a blog, not as many hands touch it. Because most people usually write their own blog. They don't, not a lot of people have ghostwriters, at least from my experience. But with podcasting, usually people 
outsource pretty much everything except for the recording portion from my experience. I mean, I know people who still do it themselves and kudos to them because it's a lot of work, but most people do outsource at least like the editing or show notes portion of things, maybe not the marketing. Um, but yeah, I think that's really key to have in place so that even if you're not outsourcing right now and you plan to in the future, you have that ready to go so that you can easily hand it off to someone. Yeah, and the, the trick for me, honestly, was, like I said before, I really was honest with myself when I decided to launch a podcast and identify the things that have held me up in the past when I was just blogging and creating imagery for social media, things like that. I just didn't really enjoy doing. I knew those were going to be bottlenecks in my process, so I ensured that I offloaded those to my virtual assistant. So I would really encourage you guys as you're creating your system and figuring out what you're going to do and what somebody else is going to do. Just be blatantly honest with yourself and say, what am I not going to want to do a week from now, two weeks from now? Like what's going to stop me right in my tracks and just right off the bat, give it to somebody else to do. Right. Right. And you don't have to outsource everything. Just like at first, like you said, those one or two things that you know, you don't want to do and you know that are going to stop you from producing your episodes um, on a consistent basis, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, so now let's kind of go to the other side of things. So any failures that you've had with your podcast, if any, um, and what did you learn from them? And it doesn't need to be anything like super crazy, but I feel like everyone kind of has something they wish they would have done better from the beginning or something like that. Okay, I have two, and I'm not sure that I love to use the word failure because I, I don't really feel that they're 100% failures. I just think that they're learning experiences. Um, so the first thing, and I'm going to draw a blank on what the second thing is 100%, but the first thing is that um, I had never announced it to the world that I was going to do one podcast a week, like I mentioned earlier, but in my head, I kind of wanted to. Um, when I hosted my first virtual summit back in February, there, it was just kind of impossible to keep up with my end of the podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of bottlenecked my VA a little bit with that. And so we just kind of had to stop publishing for a few weeks. And um, I tried to make sure that didn't happen again with my second virtual summit, which happened in July. Inevitably, it did happen again. And I just <laughs> ran with it. And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. We're going to call this season one end and I'll launch season two you know, sometime later on in the year. And in the meantime, we'll just queue up a whole bunch of uh, podcasts. Mm -hmm. So like I said, it was really more of a learning experience than anything else. Um, I think that if you have something really big going on in your business besides your podcast, realize that you're not going to be able to give 100% of your effort to both your podcast and whatever else the other project is. It's just impossible. You can't, I don't believe in multitasking. Like it doesn't necessarily work, you know, a hundred percent of your effort can only go to one thing. Right. Um, so the second thing, it kind of ties right into that. I wish I had queued up podcasts before I published. So I wish that I had launched with three and that I had at least seven others like ready to go. And that's not to say that you have to do it that way, but just knowing the workload that goes into the behind the scenes of podcasts, it would have been much simpler if we already had a queue of podcasts that were recorded, edited, and totally ready to hit the publish button. Um, And that would buy you much more time down the line to continue to record interviews and just like create this whole library 
of things. And I ended up doing that. So despite the fact that for my second virtual summit, I didn't really publish podcasts. I do behind the scenes have a a whole library of, I have like 20 podcasts that are recorded, ready to publish. Um, You know, they're not a hundred percent ready and that the graphics are all created and everything like that, but they're recorded and edited. So um, I did kind of learn from it and (laughs) start to remedy that in the future. Is it perfect? Definitely not. But like I said, a learning experience. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's definitely hard to keep up. Like, if you do have a big thing like a virtual summit launch or like a big course launch that like you only run like once or twice a year and things like that, and you know, people are gonna understand that you're busy at that time. Um, and I like how you kind of phrase it, like, oh yeah, it's just the end of season one. And season two starts soon. And right. you kind of go about it because you know, like with blogging there's not seasons. So you feel really like, I felt really obligated and like bad if I wouldn't post week after week with podcasting. It's like, okay, well, you know, season one has come to a close and you can kind of start over. And that's kind of the way that I do it. I'm actually about to go into season three with this new revamp. I've had two seasons so far that are completely different from this new one. Um, so it's just like one of those things you can just kind of pick and choose what you want to have. And you don't have to have like specific seasons or you don't have to have it defined by oh you know I need 30 episodes for a season you can do whatever you want that's the beauty of it so it's really awesome to be able to like kind of figure out what works for you and then work around that yeah you call the shots (laughs) exactly exactly um so when you are getting new listeners where do you find that they're coming from I know it doesn't really make it easy because it just says like Spotify or Stitcher or wherever. You don't really know where they originated from because they most likely did not find you directly within the app because the apps aren't, they're not that great unless you are someone who is in like the top 100 or 200 in your category, which a lot of people aren't. So where do you like, where do you think most of your people are coming from? Um, You know, the new people. Yeah. So you know, when I first was considering launching a podcast, I emailed one of my mentors and said, they have a podcast. And I said, what do you think? Should I do it? And they replied back with this long, lengthy email of all the pros and cons of podcasting. And one of the cons was that the reporting in the podcasting tools are just not up to par. Like, you don't really know, like you said, Jenny, you don't really, really know where people are coming from. So it's hard to adjust your strategy to capitalize on one thing that's working and do less of one thing that's not because you just don't know. It's not like blogging that, you you know, you can hook up your blog to Google Analytics and you can get, you can drill down and really, really see down to the pin on Pinterest where people are coming from. And that's just not the case with podcasting. So I knew going in that it was going to be kind of blind. Um, so again, I didn't go in with crazy expectations on, you know, here's where people are going to come from and here's where I'm going to really focus my efforts on. Instead, the goal with my podcast was really to uh, nurture my existing audience mm-hmm. and, you know, keep them, keep them engaged. So honestly, the majority of my listeners are coming from my email list. So every, every time I publish a podcast, I send an email to my list and, you know, they click over and listen and some people subscribe and some people don't. And, you know, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. I do share my podcast as uh, posts. So every one of my podcasts as part of my publication process mm-hmm. is transcribed, not just into show notes, into an actual blog post. Yes. 
So um, in the same way that I would share a blog post on social media and on Pinterest, I do that same process for, you know, for my podcast episodes as well. So they are, I'm, I am getting new people from Pinterest and I can kind of see the clicks on my pins on Pinterest and, you know, delineate from there where people are going or where they're coming from. But uh, for the most part, I would say I'm, I'm mostly getting people who are already members of my audience and just kind of nurturing them with more information and getting them kind of like more sucked into my content, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. And yeah, I mean, I think Google Analytics needs to like create some kind of podcast um, tool like that would hurt yeah. them to capitalize on or even like Apple Podcasts, like really just kind of because they have like the little thing that you can log into, but it's not that helpful. It only tells you like your listening time. And I don't even feel like that's accurate half the time. I'm like, oh, really? Like people, like it just doesn't seem right um, sometimes because it'll tell me like they listen to like, you know, more than the actual show time. I'm like, okay, well, that's right. Mean. It's like how do they listen to 52 minutes if the show was only like 49 minutes? <laughs> yeah, and I use Podbean. I'm not sure what you're using, Jenny, but I use Podbean and um, they do show the countries that people are listening from. That's a little bit interesting to me, but nothing, it's, it's nothing new. You know, I kind of already had that information of where my people are in the world uh, from Google Analytics. Um, and it shows you the, it shows you the clicks of the podcast. So you can see how many people or the downloads, I should say. You can see how many people started to listen. But after that, the information is totally lacking. You don't know if someone listened for one minute or five minutes realistically. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe one person started for five minutes, left, clicked again, now it's another download, and then listened for 20 minutes. Yeah. And so it's, it's really, like you said, it's, the reporting is totally lacking. Somebody needs to swoop in and save the day with better reporting. For now, we're all just kind of doing our best with what we have. Right, yeah, because even like if people are subscribed to you, but they haven't listened to a single episode, if they haven't, like, I know Apple Podcast has it where most people's default is it just downloads all new episodes. So you're getting mm -hmm. all these downloads, but you don't know if these people are actually listening. Right? Yep, that's so true. To their phone, who knows? You're kind of blind on that. So yeah, definitely someone needs to create like something where we can use like Google Analytics for podcasts because right now it's just like, Oh, great. These people came from Spotify, but where, like, yeah. how, how, you know, like, ooh, did they come from Spotify because they saw someone's Instagram post or someone's like share or something? Um, who knows? Like, that's just, it's just totally right. blind and you just don't know really. And you just keep trying and you're like, okay, great. Uh, um, it's just really hard to know where your people are coming from. And it's also hard to connect with them. If you yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, like if they leave a review, you can't really respond back. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, okay, great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. So when those listeners become kind of like listening to you all the time, they subscribe, all that stuff, how do you end up converting those people into um, customers for your products and your summit and all that stuff? You know what? That's another thing that is really, really hard to keep track of. Um, you just don't know who's coming from where. Um, one thing that you can do, so at the end of every podcast, and honestly, halfway through the podcast, I will promote um, my 
lead magnet of some sort, um, you know, resources that are relevant to the podcast episode, if it makes sense to do that. And usually the link will be one that I can track. So I could see, it, you know, it, in an ideal world, you should be using a link that's exclusive to that podcast so that you can really track that link. Um, you can do that with Google Analytics UTM codes, or you can use a tool like Pretty Links, for example, um, and just make sure that that link is nowhere else. And then you'll be able to see if people are coming from your podcast and converting into customers, you know, through your lead magnet. Um, but other than that, you don't, you can't really tell if people are 100% converting from your podcast. Yeah. But, you know, what I make sure, sure to do is make sure that every podcast that I publish is incredibly high value, that it relates to the problems that my target customers are experiencing, and that it helps to solve that problem in some way or another, or at least chips away at the problem that they're experiencing. As long as I'm doing that, I know that I'm getting one step closer to converting my listeners into customers. Totally. Yeah. And I agree with you. And it's hard to track. Um, what I usually do is just make like duplicates. So I'll do one that of the page that I want to promote and I'll just like name it whatever slash podcast or like podcast preview or something. Um, and that'll be like the pretty link. And then they'll, that's how I'll know they came from the podcast. And then like for my other ones, it'll just be like whatever the link is. So that's the only one I really care to track that much. Um, <laughs> Because it is the hardest to track. <laughs> At least with the other ones, you can see like, oh, they came from Pinterest or oh, they came from Instagram. This podcast is like, oh, yeah, I don't really know. Um, so I think that's really helpful to have those different links. And, you know. and another thing you do, this is not as official or as um, accurate, but it's simple. You know, if you have like a program that people are signing up to, maybe it's a course or a membership or something like that have a questionnaire and ask them where they came from. Yes. Sometimes they won't remember and sometimes they'll say, well, I actually found you through your podcast or I was listening to your podcast and I heard you mention this program and I went to go check it out. Sometimes people do give you that information. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you don't want to deal with the technology of creating a duplicate page or creating a specific link that's only in your podcast episode, just create a questionnaire. Yeah, super easy and simple. And, you know, most people will shock you and they're like, oh, I found you from your podcast. And you're like, wait, what? Like, that's great. You know, like, right. they're actually like listening. They're not just like having it auto download to their phone. And then I get excited that I have a ton of new listeners and it's just really subscribers who aren't taking action. <laughs> right, right. Um, cool. So when it comes to keeping those listeners around, how do you kind of retain them and make sure that they're wanting to come back for more each week instead of just downloading and not listening? Uh, I do a few different things. Uh, like I said, every time I publish a new podcast, I'm sharing to my email list. Yeah. They're on my email list. So even if they haven't subscribed to my podcast, they're going to get the new notices of the next podcast episode. Another thing that I've started to do is at some point in my podcast, usually at the end, I'll give a preview of what the next podcast episode is going to be about. You know, if you kind of think about the shows that you watch on television, they're giving you previews for the next episode so that you can get excited about what the next episode is um, and that you can like remember, oh, okay, it's coming out next week. Let me make sure, make, like, let me make a mental note to myself to listen to that episode because it's going to be really useful for me. So I've started to do that as well. And it's not complicated. 
it does kind of require you to have that cue of podcasts and know when they're going to publish. Mm -hmm. But if you've done that, then you can easily look at your calendar and say, okay, next week, this is coming out. Here's what we're going to be talking about. If you're interested in XYZ, make sure you tune in. Um, so that's worked really well. I mean, it's hard to track, like I said, but it's something so easy to do. It's kind of like a why not thing. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I just make sure that every time I publish, when I do an interview, it's an interview with somebody who's got some stellar content, who's an expert in whatever it is that they teach about. And, um, you know, they, you know, they, they're bringing, they're, they're, cre they're helping me create content that's going to be useful for my audience, in addition to bringing in new listeners as well. Totally. And I love that preview idea. You're so right. Like, you know, I'm right now I'm watching Bachelor in Paradise and every day they're like, this is going to be the most dramatic season. Like, and then they show like a preview and then I'm like, Ooh, I'm excited for tomorrow or next week or whatever. So I think that's really helpful. And it's, like you said, it's not hard to do if you already have episodes ready to go. You just need to figure out what order they're going to be in. Right. Right. Cool. Um, so next up is just your favorite tool that you use in your business and bonus points here if it's something that helps you kind of streamline your podcast or just in general your podcast. So I'm, I wanted to make it relevant to podcasts. So I would say that Pretty Links for me has been really useful um, specifically for the podcast. Um, it's not my favorite tool in my business, but it's really useful one in you know, for my podcast in that I can create a link and really track it, or I can create a link for my, um, for my guests freebie. Maybe they have a really long URL for their freebie. So I use my pretty link to make their URL really short and easy to remember, which then helps them get more clicks over to that. Uh, so that's been really, really helpful. I would say beyond that, Asana is always like my go-to business tool. It keeps me organized. It keeps my VA organized. I know, Jenny, you're a big fan of Asana as well. Um, you know, I think that organization and systems, like I mentioned earlier, the backbone of all successful businesses, it keeps us efficient and on track. And I would be nowhere without Asana with my podcast. Like, I just don't even know how I would keep things organized if I didn't have that. Right, right. It's like su such a great way to have a workflow that's seamless. You can tag your virtual assistant or whoever's assisting you with all the podcast tasks, and it just makes it so easy um, to kind of go through the motions because the podcast is a big production, as you guys already know or might already know. Um, there's a lot going on, so it's really important to kind of make it streamlined and using something like Asana or another project management tool whatever works for you, um, just to make sure that you're not forgetting anything. Cause trust me, like sometimes I'll forget something as easy as like changing the URL on my show to say like episode, whatever, instead of just EP, whatever. Mm -hmm. so, just, like every little step, it makes it super easy. It's kind of annoying to check everything off, especially if you like are to the point where you're like, I know all this stuff, but, um, there's going to be a day that you might forget something. So it's, it's nice to have. Yep. Absolutely. Especially if you're working with someone else. Exactly. Yeah. Cause, cause they, you know, they have other clients too. You're not their own client that they're working with typically. <laughs> so yeah, cool. And then lastly, I, I have to ask this question. What is your current favorite podcast that you feel like you just have to listen to every episode that comes out? So my answer is none. <laughs> um, I am actually, despite being a podcast creator, I am not a binge listener of any podcast out there. I really believe in the way that I create my podcast content, 
I don't believe in necessarily listening to every episode of somebody's podcast. I think you have to pick and choose what is going to be useful for you. And it's impossible that every episode is going to be useful for you. Obviously an exception is like, um, is a non-business podcast. That's, you know, just something that you're listening to while you're on a road trip or something like that, you know, or, or like a personal development thing. But I'm a big believer in listening to content that relates. So um, something that I'm currently enjoying is um, the Summit Host Hangout podcast that just launched really, really recently from Krista Miller. Um, If you guys are interested in hosting a virtual summit, definitely go check it out. Um, But I'm fully aware that a lot of you probably haven't realized or you haven't heard of that podcast yet because maybe it doesn't relate to you. Maybe you never want to create a virtual summit or host a virtual summit. Um, but I just wanted to use that as an example because that's specific to me as a virtual summit host. Yeah. Um, so I just find what makes sense for me to listen to and I consume that content and I may or may not listen to another one, another episode of that podcast again. Um, but I kind of just like bounce around and find what makes sense for me. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I mean, even with this, it's all about podcasting. So it's, it's pretty relevant. And, you know, if someone is podcasting and that's something they're interested in pursuing or they're already doing and they want more tips on that, then, you know, you would come here. You're not going to come here for Instagram tips or, you know, general business tips anymore. That's what it used to be, but, um, it's definitely more niche now and it's going to attract a different audience. But I think that's kind of good thing because then your people are really 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 engaged because they're not just absolutely one episode and then skipping like 10 and then listening to another and i find that that's why i'm not attracted to a lot of podcasts out there because they do bounce around so much yeah um so it just doesn't like general business podcasts for me maybe there's an episode in there that I would want to listen to on a specific topic, but it's going to be harder to keep me engaged when the next episode is about something totally unrelated. And like you said, that's why your podcast is, you know, just going to be podcasting. And my podcast is just about digital products. Mm -hmm. So I like to make things hyper specific so that there's more of a chance that people would stay and listen to more than one episode. Right, right. Uh, I feel the same way. I mean, I used to listen to so many podcasts and now I've kind of just narrowed it down to like my favorite true crime podcast, which like, I mean, I listen to podcasts, just not really businessy ones anymore. Like I'll support my friends and give them a listen. But um, other than that, yeah, I don't really listen to as many podcasts as I used to. The only one I can say that I listen to typically is um, Emily Hirsch's podcast because it's all about Facebook ads and that's something I'm really interested in learning more about. Um, Mm -hmm that one I listen to a lot but that's just because it's also specific it's not yeah it makes sense it's what you want to learn exactly so I mean maybe in a year or so or six months I'll be over that and you know have someone running my ads for me so I won't need to continue brushing up on it but for now it's really relevant to me um but yeah I think that's really good advice And I think a lot of the time we get really stuck in that content consumption phase too. So not like having like 700 podcasts that you need to listen to every week kind of helps you focus better on your own business as well. Oh yeah. Take action more than you, more than you learn, if that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Learning is so important, but don't, don't just let it be all consuming. Amen. Awesome. Well, let us know where we can find you. So your, your website, your podcast and your social channels. Yeah. Okay. So um, there are a few different places you guys can find me online. 
Um, number one, go check out my podcast if you're interested in creating and selling a digital product online. A digital product is anything like an online course, or it can be an ebook, or it can be a workbook, it can be printables that you create, anything like that. So my podcast is the Rebel Boss Ladies Podcast. I'm pretty much everywhere that you can find podcasts. So go to your favorite podcasting app and search Rebel Boss Ladies. Uh, I'm also the host of the Rebel Boss Rebel Boss's Virtual Summit. So if you're interested in learning more about digital products, we have a free virtual summit that happens twice a year. We've already finished all 2019, but 2020 we'll have two new virtual summits with 25 different speakers at least at each virtual summit. So go to rebelbosses.com and get on the wait list there. Or you can hang out with me, Edenfreed.com, or find me on Instagram at Edenfreed. And just so you guys know, Freed is spelled like fried. <laughs> so Eden fried, technically. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I will link everything in the show notes for everyone to go check out. Her podcast is great. I've been guests in the past, and I'm not just saying that. I'm not saying it's great just because I was on it, but it is really great. And if you want to do digital products, which a lot of people in the online space do, then go give them a listen. And thank you for being here today. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash episode 124. Make sure to join Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and so much more. See you next time. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook and Instagram at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community. See you in the next episode.